Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Anderson, and today we have Chad Osteen on with us. Chad, how are you, sir? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, how's life been? What have you been up to? And uh, give us a little overview on yourself. Been fishing. Everything's been good down here. The weather's been pretty good. Um, we haven't had a lot of cold weather yet, which is good for us. But um, I've been I've had my captain's license for about 15 years. Um, I've been fishing for pretty much full time for 10 years. Uh, grew up in Cedar Key. Cedar Key's a small town probably 700 people. Uh, it was a fishing town. Uh, we back mostly commercial fish till, till the early 1990s and they banned the nets. And when they banned the nets, they brought in clam. And then we started clamming. I did that for however many years until just, you know, a few years ago. And, um, then I was doing it part-time while I was fishing too. Is the fishing pretty impressive over there in Cedar Key? Yeah, we've got a really good redfish um, population. Our trout is really good, sea trout. Uh, from like May till October, we have some good triple tail. We catch some really big triple tail down here. Catch them off the clam leases. You said the weather's nice right now. It's not too cold. Um, but you guys just recently had a, a hurricane over there, right? Yeah, come through one of the, probably the, one of the worst ones we've had. We thought her mean seven years ago was pretty bad. Like my mom's house is over a hundred years old. It had never had water in it until her mean. Then probably had a foot in it then. We've had probably 18 inches to two foot on this last one inside the house. Wow. A lot of damage. What was this last hurricane called? Idalia. Idalia. And what, what category was it? It was only actually like a two. But it was it was it came in just about high water on a spring tide, and there was a, a huge push of water with it. We didn't have a lot of wind damage. In places there was some wind damage. There was some trees down and stuff like that. But it was it was more water damage than anything. How is Cedar Key now after the hurricane and it coming back to life and everything? How's it doing? It's doing pretty good. There's still some places that aren't open yet. Like they have a little market where they sell groceries and stuff like that. Uh, it's it's still closed. So like if you come into Cedar Key to stay, you probably need to bring some stuff, you know, with you if you're going to, unless you want to drive to Chiefland, which is 30 minutes away. Hopefully in a couple months, I'll have the market back open. But like almost all the restaurants, but one are open now and going again. Uh, most most of the condos are back in. They've got, I think, maybe one place that's probably got eight or ten condos on the, you know, on the ground level that are still closed that they're still working on. So it's coming back. It's just taking time. Everything, to, you know, it takes a lot of time to get everything rebuilt and get people in here. Manpower is a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. So what what was the actual background on this hurricane? I mean, where did it come from? Where did it originate from? And what kind of um impact did it put on cedar key it come up in the gulf and it actually went in just a little i think the eye went in around horseshoe they actually got it worse than we did 
you know, in a horseshoe's a small town too, probably smaller than Cedar Key. Uh, but we kind of got the back end of it. Usually what happens if it goes in, if it goes in further south of us, it'll actually pull the water out of Cedar Key, which happened, what was it, two years ago when the one that went in down south and you know, a lot of people got hurt down there. I think a few people got killed. It actually dried up. You could walk for hundreds of yards off the places like you you know it's no, there's normally always water there no matter what the tide is but when they go in above us they always bring the water with them and it pushes in and it's a huge push of water as a captain how how are you preparing for something like this <laughs> well actually I, I, I actually i fished the day before the storm <laughs> usually fishing is good really good up to the storms and we fished the day before the storm, we just loaded everything up and, you know, get the boat and, and, and try to get, you know, get it off the island and get it secure somewhere outside of town so, you know, it doesn't get flooded or whatever. Uh, some of the other captains, they do the same thing. Some of the other captains actually live out, you know, 30, 40 miles away. So they trailer their boats out there. We don't leave our boats in the water. I don't think there's any of us anymore that leave our, we trailer everything. Wow. Well, that's good. I mean, there's so many slips and areas that you can leave your boats in the water, but I was watching that uh, that hurricane that just hit Cabo down south. Those boats were just getting wrecked, just so wrecked. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy to watch that. You know, those brand new Vikings that are going offshore and stuff that are in there just getting pushed against the, the cleats. And I don't know, it's horrible to, to watch. Those big boats like that, they've got nowhere to put them. And like I remember when Hurricane, when I was a kid, Hurricane Elena come through here. I think that was like in the mid '80s or something like that. And and pretty much all the fishermen had to do the same thing. My dad actually stayed here on the island during the storm, and it was a bad storm. And and he mainly stayed to watch his boats. And that was and all the fishermen did. Like the fa- all the families left, and the fishermen stayed on the island just so they could take care of their boats because that was their livelihood. That's all they had. So how did this hurricane affect your, your business? It affected like, you know, people that, that were out of state and places like that, or if they were coming from a couple hours away, we weren't able to, it took about, I'm trying to think, it took about four or five days to get the boat, boat ramp back open. Once they got the boat ramp back open, a lot of our local business kept coming. You know, the, um, the out of state ones that, trying to think how long I had some people from Georgia that had come down and the house they were actually staying in didn't get hurt that much I mean it wasn't bothered hardly at all so they were actually able to come and we fished about four or five days after but the other I mean we lost probably I probably lost 15 charters something like that because of the storm do you own a clam farm I did up until this February I'd actually just sold my clam farms in February my shoulders had got so bad, like it, it's hard work. <laughs> You're in the water, you have to pull the clam bags. When you first pull a clam bag out, it's probably got 200 and something pounds of mud in it. But you're able to, to move it around and, and work the mud out of the bag because it's in the water. It's not as heavy in the water. And you clean those bags out and it just got to where it was too much on me. So you sold your, your clam farm right before the, the uh, hurricane. How, how does it look afterwards? I mean, is it is it ruined or is it still there? Or? It's bad. All the leases are still there. That never changes, like where they're at. A lot of the people, a lot of the guys that are clamming, 
they lost some of them lost everything a lot of this stuff got washed away and and you will never even find it um a lot of them got covered up i mean these there's probably two business two two pretty good sized clam businesses in Cedar key now that's going to go out of business just because of this storm oh my gosh they had had a little bit of a loss the year before and they're just like you know we're done with it now we're not going to try to go back and there was there's probably 10 or 12 individuals that were clamming that's probably, you know, they're not able to keep going. I mean, there is some government programs that, that help and assist with this kind of stuff, but it doesn't cover your whole loss. You were saying how Cedar Key is a small place. How amazing has the community been and being helpful with each other during this time? Everybody works together. They People come over and, and they help you clean your yard up and, you know, tear the flooring out of the house, tear everything, you know, four foot and people from even other towns and stuff like that. Um, church groups. Um, I think maybe even like there was a couple, I know there was one football team. I can't remember which town it was from that was close by that came in and, you know, a high school football team and they come in and they just walk around and say, Hey, can we help y'all clean up? What do y'all need us to do? And everybody just jumps in and gets everything cleaned up and, if you see one person struggling, you, you know, you try to help that person and it's a tight knit community. Is that, would you say it's the same as far as all the captains around there and stuff with helping getting boats ready to, to move out of the areas and move them inland and everything? Yeah. I mean, if anybody that we've seen, like when we were down there the last day or so that, that needed help, we would, we would help them do, you know, get whatever, move docks and stuff like that. The city had a bunch of docks they were trying to get out, and they, they got a lot of them out. Um, a couple of them they didn't. And a lot of the docks, a lot of the local people that, that live there year-round, their docks got destroyed. It looks like the docks took the worst part of it. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty bad. What about uh, recovery strategies and everything like that? I mean, what are they going to do for you know, the roadways and uh, fences and, and government, you know, roads and all that stuff. Do they have plans going forward or is the city or are you guys um, trying to still figure that out too? No, the the roads didn't really get damaged that bad. There wasn't a lot of road damage. I mean, when the, it was just like, it was just like if you went into a house and just filled it full of water and let it sit for eight to 10 hours and then poured all the water out of it. There wasn't, you know, if you, if you would have had the the wind coming with it, just kind of, you know, to, say if it was 150 mile an hour wind and you had that kind of tidal push, then you would really have some, like houses would be knocked off blocks. Now there was some on the front side of the island, um, on the, it'd be the south side of the island. There was a couple places that got, you know, got their seawalls knocked off, washed away. Um, there was a, one small block, they got these little block buildings that they use as um, little like motels or whatever. And um, there was a couple of them that one of them actually, the wall got washed in on it. And so I don't know if they're going to fix that one, but they, you know, the other ones have been fixed. What about the infrastructure over there? Are they, uh, do they have any improvements since the storm? Yeah, on, on certain things, like they're they're coming back now. They're going to try, like, on the docks, on the marina. They're going to try to rebuild everything in the marina. They're, they're supposed to, uh, I think they're supposed to get some help from the government. We're supposed to get new docks and all that kind of stuff. Um, and 
they're going to help us with all that. You were saying that uh, you had to cancel some charters that you had specifically. How has the how's your charter business been since the storm? Since well, right after the storm, it was right back to a few weeks after it picked back up, and we were fishing every day again. It seems like it's slowing down just a little bit now. Uh, I don't know. I know on years coming up to elections, sometimes we do. You do notice that there's a drop a little bit in, in, you know, in business, but for the majority of us, we stay pretty busy. We get as much business as we want most of the time. Let me ask you this, Chad, if you could give captains advice out there, because even after seeing him, you know, on Instagram and stuff, the Cabo hurricane and these boats flying around and stuff, what advice can you give captains on preparedness for, you know, their boats, maybe not being trailered versus trailered, um, and storms coming and hurricanes and what you did uh, to potentially prevent your boat to, you know, be totaled. If I had to leave my boat, if I was to have to leave my boat here, I would go find a place that was, I would figure out which way the storm was going to come in, which way the wind was going to be coming from. And I would try to find an island or something so, or somewhere on the island, because that's what Cedar Key is. It's basically an island to try to, put my boat in somewhere that I could do the best I could to protect it, put extra bilge pumps on it, extra batteries, whatever you got to do, you know, as far as trailering it, just get it, in, get it out of the water and get it, get it away from Cedar Key. Cause I even did that with, with our family this time. I, you know, I said, after seeing what happened down South, usually if it was a, up to a category two, we would stay. I mean, we didn't, you never really thought about it. And that's what all them people did. You know, last year down south, they stayed, and a lot of people got hurt, and people got killed, and because that storm came in, and then right before it hit, it turned got up to like a, a high four, you know, almost a five, and it can happen just like that. I told my wife this time, I said, if it's a, once it gets above one, we're going to get everything tied down, and we're we're going to leave. We're going to at least go an hour or two away, so we have some, you know, a little bit of buffer between us and the storm. And that's what we do. That's smart. You can always bring your boat with you too if you need to, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> and your boat's not worth your life. No. So let me ask you this. Is the community still getting after it? And what um, kind of officials are there? Did the Coast Guard come in and help everybody out as well when this happened? And No. We didn't hardly even see the Coast Guard. They sent some deputies down from like Polk County um, or across from Polk County they, they sent a bunch of deputies over here to help with a lot of the, you know, overseeing of making sure nobody was stealing and looting and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, everybody just got together and just cleaned and, and worked together and, you know, started getting everything put back where it needed to be. How cool is that to see the community just work together like that? Cedar Key's like that. I mean, it's always been like that. If something happens to somebody, a family, everybody, everybody will get together and they always try to seem to help them out. Love to hear it. Do you have any upcoming trips or events coming up, Chad? Just trips. <laughs> I've got a bunch of trips coming up. Usually I don't stop fishing. I fish almost every day. I love to fish. I've fished ever since I was a kid. And if somebody would have told me however many years ago, hey, you're going to be you know, doing this for a living and doing what you love to do and I would have told them there was crazy. There wasn't going to be no way. But I finally went and jumped in and 
I should have done it the day I walked out of high school. Made it happen. Chad, do you have any social media, YouTube or Instagram that people can follow you on and possibly book a trip with you? You can find me under Facebook. It's under Chad Osteen. And they can find me under chumsgodservice.com. Perfect. Well, Chad, I appreciate you hopping on and talking to us about this. Is there anything that we can do to uh, support Cedar Key right now? No, I think everything's getting back where it needs to be. We appreciate what y'all do for us. So love being a part of Salt Life. I mean, that's all what Salt Life is all I know. That's all I've ever done. So I love it. Yeah, it's the best, right? It's a big family. It sounds like Cedar Key is too. So uh, we're, we're glad to have you. And uh, we really appreciate you, Chad. Thank you so much for hopping on. And we'll catch you next time. All right, brother. Thank you. Take care. All right, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening in to today's podcast. We'll catch you next time on Above and Below. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.